0: Hi everyone, welcome to SEO podcast by SEO Sly. I'm Olga Zar, your host, and today I have a very special guest. This is Christina Azarenko. Christina, how are you doing? Hi
1: everyone, I'm doing great. And I
0: think Christina is one of those guests who doesn't really need an introduction. I think everyone in the SEO world knows Christina. But, Christina, if you were to summarize yourself in one, two sentences, what would you say?
1: (laughs) In one, two sentences? Okay, I was not prepared for that. But (laughs) it is the hardest thing. But um, honestly, I'm currently on the mission to help people uh, learn SEO so that I can demystify and break this down. After over a decade, I always keep saying decade. Every single year is the gross post. Uh-huh. But I was like, educate, yeah, it's it's cool. Educative experience uh in SEO doing everything like hands-on experience. And I really love this um field and I'm happy to be a part of it. Was it just two sentences? <laughs>
0: yeah, it doesn't matter, it was cool. Okay, Christina. I want to get back in time to the very beginnings of your SEO career. So this decade or more ago, how did it all start? How did it happen that you ended in SEO, landed in SEO?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, like I love that you said landed in SEO because there is no person yeah. who wanted to be an SEO when they grew up, you know, when they were like two, three years old. Now, yes, but but like our SEO yeah. generation, not really. So like, yeah people learned into it did. Totally. and um I that's the same for me but I think think that um there was a lot of randomness in it, in this as well kind of like intuition plus randomness yeah
0: totally. because
1: um because I I was working as a debt collector at a watch factory um uh, nothing like nothing like beating people no no this kind of stuff I was just like calling and reminding them to pay okay. and convincing them to pay like all this kind of stuff uh, that they owed. Like, be clear here. Now, then everybody was like, Christina Zarenko was a debt collector. She was beating people. No, I was, I did not. Okay, um, invariably, bully. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but then one day, I randomly, I still can't explain how, I found a course in SEO. It was an offline course back in Minsk, in Belarus, where I'm originally from. So I signed up for, for the course and like, it was that random that for some reason I thought, that, oh, it's going to be cool. And I spent two monthly salaries on this course. Like I oh. really believed into it <laughs> in it, you know, it wasn't free. It wasn't something like, oh, I can pay it from, uh, I don't know, just like one day of working. No, it was like two monthly salaries. And I fell completely in love with SEO. I remember I was coming uh, back home after every lesson and I would be like, oh, wow. And I was just read and read and read and read. And I remember I even took two weeks off from my event job as a debt collector because I wanted to read and learn more. Mm-hmm. And then after I finished the course, I think it was like three months later, I found a junior SEO position. So that's oh. basically how I started in SEO. Okay, so what year was it? Um, It was... 2011-ish. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. okay. Cool, so cool.
0: 10. And this first junior SEO position was in, in Belarus or was it in... It was,
1: yeah, it was based in Belarus, but it was for um, a UK uh, agency mm-hmm. that also had like outsource, uh, outsourcing department in Belarus.
0: Okay, okay. And like how, how much time did you spend there?
1: Um, I think I've been there a year. And uh-huh. um I remember after three months of working there, I was like, wow, that's so fascinating. Because obviously, when I came there, like I was that was the only job where I was actually taught doing something, the processes, the rest of the jobs I would create all the processes, but I was taught at first, and then there were some things that uh, we were doing that I was like oh that doesn't look right like you know article spinning, but like everybody was doing that yeah uh, at that time right everybody was like submitting this links oh, on social media bookmarking articles, yeah 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 exactly <laughs> so I was like wow that doesn't look right to me and then I was like started uh, going more into technical part of SEO and I was really fascinated by it and at some point I was actually like, th- I think three months later, I was actually kind of like teaching people um, how to do things. And I was assigned as a lead um, of my group. So I was like training them because I was so fascinated. I loved SEO so much. And people who were working there uh, like a year or something, they did not really want to like learn a lot. And I'm not saying anything bad about them. It's just like, if you're, if you're absolutely crazy about the topic or you're not, that's, yeah. totally fine both are okay um so yeah i started like uh, training and then i was sent to london uh uk for like a christmas party that was a highlight of my life because uh-huh. i dreamed to to go to the uk for a long time um so yeah and i spent there a year um then like things shifted in the company so like okay that's it's time to move on
0: uh-huh okay and the next role
1: uh, so, the next, next role was actually, um, again, I was also like kind of outsourcing, outsourced company in Belarus, but I was actually working for London School of Business and Finance. Uh-huh. And uh, it was pretty cool because I remember at that time, I, get, I had enough time on my hands to experiment as well, not just, you know, only like trying to keep up but also experiment as well and learn. And I remember at that time, Google Tag Manager, just like it was the first version, version of Google Tag Manager. And I remember I was fascinated by it too. So I was like, okay, I want to do uh, more like tags and everything. And I, at that time, I also had a blog. Uh, it was in Russian, it was an SEO blog. So whenever I would learn, I would just like write a, write a post about it and like with all the screenshots, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Um, yeah so that was my uh, second position I think it was like a year and something Mm -hmm. um and then again I was like oh it's time to move on (laughs) I think (laughs) I've done everything here I want something else so I went to work uh for another company uh with uh the name is Amasti and uh they were developing, and they're still developing, um, Magento extensions. Mm -hmm. So it opened the whole world for me for like about learning about Magento, but again, more technical things because uh, I was doing lots of SEO, but like you can't do SEO if you don't know what the company actually does, right? Um, Even like even keyword research, you need to know deeply the topic deeply so that you can be really good at it, right? Uh, So I worked there for... Some time. then I left another company then I came back (laughs) (laughs) so overall I think it's like five years and then I moved to Canada
0: Uh okay and when you moved to Canada you you started working on your own
1: um not really so I remember so before before moving to Canada when I was uh, still in Belarus I was working for Masi but I was doing uh, I was doing SEO and then I was doing paid ads uh for full-time like actually full-time okay. was doing Facebook ads I was doing uh Google ads and I remember I was looking at the Google ads account I loved it so much it was my baby I had an app on my phone so that I can check out how much ROI we had I think the account was like over 1000% ROI oh, and I was like oh my nice. god this is this is my baby um it was really hard to let things go. Uh, so I moved to Canada and I worked for the company for three more uh, months so that like uh, we could hire other people so that I can train them and basically so that they can take over. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, I just uh, started looking for a job in Toronto. I worked at one company, didn't like it a lot. I mean, it was great. I was just up for more challenges like the website there was pretty small and i was doing both paid ads and seo that was the time of my career when i was like i like both i wanted to do oh. both i want to do paid ads i want to do seo and i so clearly saw how they work together and for me paid ads i mean to me they seem so much simpler than seo as well and they like complemented really well and um it was a really great time when I was learning a lot, too, because paid ads, they're changing like, yeah. all the time, too, like SEO, right? And, um, yeah, so, but then I uh, eventually found a job um, at an agency in Toronto, and I was doing only SEO there, and I worked there for a year, and then I was like, okay, now I'm done. I'm ready to do my own thing. Um, so I didn't how know long have you required. been doing your own thing? <laughs> um. From September, I believe from September of 2019. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So- nice. And regarding Google Ads, there are a
0: few <laughs> SEOs who do Google Ads, at least that I know of. I used to do Google Ads, but I stopped like seven years ago. So probably, yeah, <laughs> I don't have much to say about that anymore. But can you tell me, like, how do they complement one another? How, like, maybe some of the campaigns you did using both? Be yeah. To
1: learn. Well, to be fair, I did a paid ads also, like, in 2017, 2018. So I remember when I was working, like, for the whole year, so many things changed when I was working. I was like, so many things. So obviously now, like, all everything I know is pretty irrelevant. Just the logic is correct. But... <clears throat> I remember I had really fun campaigns uh, targeting our competitors' keywords, <laughs> okay. our competitors' brand brand names, finding creative ways of how like I can use their uh, brand names as like normal words, like you know regular okay. words. Because some sometimes their names were not like brand, like is a is like it's a brand name, but right. some of the competitors had like a little bit other names, not. That have other meanings right yeah yeah so that's like i was i was i really loved that (laughs) it was really fun um and um yeah i remember i was just um experimenting a lot and i was uh looking at the words that were like i was optimizing like where we were were ranking organically versus where we were ranking we were ranking maybe like on second third page I was optimizing ads for that um, and I remember I was testing like uh Google only kind of started automation then. And it was pretty good at that time. It was pretty good because you still had lots of controls. Uh So I was testing lots in that. I was doing A-B tasks like about the copy, what copy works best. Yeah, it was cool because the only thing that I love about, I think, ads more than about SEO is that the... Um, you get the answer, you you get the the result of what you've done, like, basically within a day or two, and it's really cool. That's kind of something that you can sometimes have in technical SEO, sometimes. Uh, But, uh, yeah, in that respect, I love Google Ads a lot, because you can test and, like, evolve and do things all the time, and you can instantly see the results.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, and Unless you find a uh, like a super quick technical SEO win, you probably have to wait months I mean, or
1: weeks. <laughs> if you uh, <clears throat> if you if your website is uh, disallowed in robust and you allow it in robust yeah. yeah well within a day at least said <laughs> so yeah. Google, well within a day you'll see the results, right? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Or the serious. opposite.
0: Yeah, but we don't the want mind. the opposite. Yeah, totally, totally. And uh, you you mentioned something that you work for a company that was creating uh, Magento extensions. So is it where your e-commerce SEO experience comes from? Because I know you are also like heavy on that.
1: Yes, yes. That's where my e-commerce experience is coming from. And it's like, there are two sides to that. First of all, we were working with merchants. And secondly, like the whole website was e-commerce website Mm -hmm. because it was selling extensions. And um, I set up like, would set up all the e-commerce tagging and and i remember when enhanced e-commerce rolled out we were setting this um up as well and in in even in google ads we attributed uh uh, sales to specific clicks to specific keywords so that you can easily see that so that's where my love for e-commerce started because Mm -hmm. i really love that you can tie uh what you're doing to exact numbers of revenue I really love that. Yeah.
0: It's nice to know that. (laughs) How impactful you are. Yeah. Okay. So, so you are four years more or less into your own thing, if I'm counting correctly. And what, what is it exactly that you have been doing for those four years?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's a good question. I think. Uh, I think I take like a year plus, and then I get bored and move on to something else.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: <laughs> but it's always like within the same area. But um, so let me tell you, when I left my job, uh, when I quit my job, and uh, the next day I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, I'm working for myself. It was not like you know, butterflies everywhere, and uh-huh. uh, people are coming to me, bringing me money it was it. like <laughs> yeah yeah you'll yeah, take my money it was the opposite it was the opposite because I quickly realized that I was lacking business skills at all like mm-hmm. literally at all and I even remember one of my first conversations with clients I even uh I was even afraid to jump on calls on sales calls oh <laughs> I was I right same with me so So, yeah i can totally relate yeah (laughs) so i remember i was uh, slacking this potential client and they were like okay how much will it cost and i was like oh it will cost this amount of money uh it will take me this amount of time but don't worry if it takes me even more i will not charge you more money and now i'm like oh my god what have i done (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, it's a learning curve. You all start somewhere. So I was really good at uh, my SEO skills, but I was really bad at business skills. But I learned it quickly. And I took every course, spoke to so many people who I can learn from. And I think within a couple of months, I was really comfortable doing that. So I created like, okay, for myself, I created my framework of how I can be confident in my business skills as well. How I can use them to complement my uh my SEO skills, because you don't want to be on the sales call begging people, oh, I'm not I'm not looking very confident, but trust me, I'm really good at what I do. Well, it doesn't work like that. And uh-huh. it's it's good and it's bad, but the truth is, and I and now I hire people as well. And the truth is if you can't highlight your expertise, you will not be hired, even if you have the best skills ever that's that's how it works in the world. So it's better to like level up those skills to I realized it quickly so I did it and then I think within a couple of months I was doing really good and then covid hit. Oh <laughs> it okay. Fun. And
0: what <laughs> happens with covid for you?
1: Um I think uh, I think it was pretty interesting because I suddenly found myself with lots of uh, time on my hand. Hans, because and you, I, you had clients right and some of them probably yes. quit after COVID started, yes right? I had clients I had clients uh, most clients started panicking I mean they came back came back eventually but when COVID hit like nobody yeah. knew what was going on so they're like okay we are like pausing so I remember one month it was I believe May um May of 2020 so like obviously when you start working with clients you still or, or like stop doing uh, doing something you still have money coming in uh coming in based on the work that you uh, did previously, right? Mm-hmm. But then since I didn't have anything in the pipeline, I think May 2020, I made $75. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's the smallest am- amount I've done since I started working, uh-huh. in general, like working. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, I think there was something great about that time because I had more... Um, opportunities to like create content um, basically look back at what I've done and rethinking uh, and again like create something based on it so it was really great like looking back like obviously well you in that moment you're like oh my god everything sucks but when you like at the end At the end of the tunnel, uh, you're like, oh, well, it was pretty good. It's like a pretty good experience and I'm pretty grateful for it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Like COVID was kind of similar to me because like COVID made me start like sharing, made me create my blog Mm -hmm. because like I was this hidden person at the agency who was no one knew but I was doing some interesting things for like seven years at the time so it was I had some experience a lot of experience but I wasn't like sharing it actively and mm-hmm. COVID hit and I kind of said okay so this is going to be my pandemic project and this project pretty quickly in three years in two years let me go on my own as well so mm-hmm. we both had, like, good experiences (laughs) from pandemic. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, pandemic has changed so many things, and, like, uh, put people on other paths that they never thought that they could be on, right? So, yeah.
0: So, before pandemic, you were doing mostly clients, and after pandemic, during the pandemic, it switched to, like, building courses, right?
1: Or... Um, Well, not really. So, I actually... so. Basically, I was doing SEO for a long time. And as I said, even at my first job, I was kind of like natively training people. And I remember even at the agency back in Toronto, if when someone would come, like more junior, I would like to help them. I would train them. So basically, teaching came naturally uh, to me. And also, at some point, even from starting from 2018, when I um no no no, the beginning of 2019 so I moved to Canada in 2018 and in 2019 in January I was thinking oh wow I have so much experience in like my personal experience in adapting in a different country with a different culture and I came uh, from like the uh, um, post-soviet union country right so like the law lo- that yes, we are neighbors still... we
0: used to be neighbors yeah. so
1: i kind of understand totally the climate. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly so you have so many things like so many mindset blocks in your head yeah. coming from this background and coming into the western country oh, my God, these blogs don't serve you at all. So I remember in 2019, at the beginning of 2019, I even, like, outlined, maybe I'll create a course for people like me who moved from, like, from these kind of countries to Western countries uh-huh. and Canada specifically. So I had the whole outline. I remember I was thinking, oh, my God, I can invite this um, friend of mine who does... Um, um, like she she was helping people uh, to build their um, CVs for finding mm-hmm. a better job, right? It's like, oh, maybe I'll do that, I'll do that. So I was fascinated by this whole course creation thing, but I didn't pull the trigger and I'm kind of like happy that I didn't because there are so many things that go into creating a course. But I was I started thinking that like, I can really help people by sharing what I know. So I kind of share it in like on social media. But it was not that intentional as it would be in the course, right? We package everything and create a structure for people. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I quit my job in September, I started to do two things simultaneously. I started working with clients and I build a course, my first course, but it was in SEO because obviously I already had audience and I already had visibility in this industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was called SEO Challenge. Yeah, I remember. love this course. I love this course so much. It was I couldn't insane. afford I re- it at the time. <laughs> I, remember I remember I was, I was launching it and I was so afraid that nobody will buy. But in the end, like I ended up with 10 people in the first cohort. So it was uh-huh. cohort based. And most of these people, I think nine of these people, I never met them. Uh-huh so it was so cool to me that they trusted me to do that and uh some of these people are still like in my all my other courses like uh-huh. I know them by names I I know them pretty well by now so it was cool so I created this course and I was then for some time I was working with clients and simultaneously when I had more time on my hands I would launch a course uh-huh. a cohort basically not a course but a cohort of the same course of SEO challenge um and then again switching back to client work and then i launched a cohort so that was my life till i think uh till the end of
0: 2021. Uh uh-huh and what happened in 2022?
1: um so 2021 i was really burned out um Uh and i realized that it was so much and especially like working with clients and courses it's well if you take if you take courses uh seriously the way i do i not how 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 what was the best way to describe it but uh well it's okay to have a course and to work with clients at the same time for me personally it was not working really well because i could not send clear messaging in my uh, social media platforms and i needed to switch all the time like my, my mindset all the time between these two things uh-huh. so and I realized that I was I was burned out so much. It was really bad. Uh, so I took, I think, a month and a half off completely to figure out, okay, like, I need to calm down, I need to understand what's, what's going on, and I need to understand how was the best way to move on. And at the beginning of 2022, I decided that I would phase from client work. So I finished all the projects that I was doing and... Uh, all retainers that I had, and basically, um, I switched back to my SEO challenge course. And then mm-hmm. at some point, I was like, okay, because since I created it, it and like I was updating it all the time, but since since the beginning, people were asking me for technical SEO specifically, and even in the, in the SEO challenge, that biggest model it was model seven. It was technical SEO. It was the favorite model of all my students sounds like okay maybe it's finally time to listen to people <laughs> who we were asking for <laughs> years and actually create something that is more uh, technical seo based than general seo and let's be honest especially when you go deeper and deeper in um in different seo uh specializations and there, like you can think about a lot of them right mm-hmm. um you can't like it's impossible that you can know everything right so at some point I was like well I love technical SEO more than like content SEO I don't really want to teach people how to find keywords uh, anymore it's not like it's not important it is important but there are so many more people who are much better than me at that Mm -hmm. but in technical SEO I know that I'm really good and I know that I if I focus only on this I know that it can be It will be 100% valuable for everyone, for me and for students, like for everyone who is involved. So like, okay, that's now it's time to move on and to switch to technical SEO
0: specifically. And that's how your uh, tech SEO, what was the name of this course called?
1: Yeah, it's uh, Tech SEO Pro. Tech Um, SEO Pro, yeah. Yeah. Yeah that's how okay we're, we're okay sported.
0: okay <laughs> and do you this course uh, and as your challenge do you also this course launch in this cohorts or like is it uh, why do you do it this way is it better or than having the course open all the time
1: yeah i think <clears throat> it depends yeah <laughs> but uh tell me <laughs> <clears throat> honestly i think well launching cohorts it was great but also every launch required lots of lots of time it's insane how much time a launch uh-huh. uh, of the like the level that I was doing it required like you could record the whole the whole course <laughs> to, like during the instead launch, of the launch. <laughs> yeah it's it was oh, it, it, it was a lot yeah but plus there were people who were like well I want to join but I can't do like this specific time frame so I was thinking about that and I was like Okay. What do I, what can I do so that it's accessible to people at any time, so that like they can do it at at their own pace. They don't do not depend on any time zones or anything like that, and they can take time off between the course as much as they needed. So I decided to uh to then do a pre-recorded course and give people lifetime access with Tech SEO Uh huh.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. And uh, how many courses do you have now,
1: as of now? Mm. So I closed the SEO challenge last year, so that I want to focus specifically on technical. And uh, this year, I launched website migrations course, uh, which basically, I mean, it's a a huge resource (laughs) for... um, Uh Uh, for people who want to help uh, companies migrating, to migrate like different kinds of migrations, the main migrations, URL migrations, uh, content management system migrations. So I've done lots and lots of migrations uh, before. So I basically put everything together, like in frameworks, Mm -hmm. uh, downloadables and checklists and everything. And I created this course at the beginning of this year. So that means I have two courses and I'm going to launch a new one a little bit later, but, um, Tech SEO Pro is still like the main course for me, the main course that I focus on.
0: And can you share the topic of the third one?
1: Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's something that people definitely need, uh, especially SEOs, especially, well, especially technical SEOs. It's, uh, going to be about, um, how to, um, how to work with developers to be heard oh. and get things implemented?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's probably so a very that's desirable topic.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I worked, I've worked with lots of clients, and like, I'm not saying that all the time and 100 percent everything was implemented that I was recommending. But when I basically switched to this kind of approach that I'm going to teach it helped me so much. I remember I was working with a client, they were a content management system and they um, they are empowering like lots and lots of websites, obviously. And with my technical SEO recommendations too, I needed to be really um, intentional because you can't say, oh, for this website, do this, for this website, do that. I was creating like technical SEO requirements for the whole platform that would empower Mm. all the websites. And I remember <clears throat> I was sending them some recommendations that were pretty complex, and then they are sending me back for QA, and I'm QAing, and everything is right. everything oh. is implemented correctly. Now that I'm not it's only, <laughs> right Now, I'm not saying that it's only me The developers uh like did their job pretty well. But it was also about, like, how I presented things, how I mm-hmm. explained them, how I set up tasks, this kind of stuff. So it all helps. So, yeah, I find that... I find that that's something that people need. Uh, yeah. And I have this uh, information. So I really want to share it, too. Okay. And so
0: <clears throat> how many times per year can people do do those launches?
1: Oh, well, if people decide to go with like with course creation if they decide to go um with a launch um basically launches per year it well you need to understand what you're signing up yourself yourself for but then everything depends on the demand and your time Mm -hmm. and if the launch is easy for you if you don't do if you don't do like a webinar um um like sequence of emails or anything I mean, is it possible even to launch without that <laughs> this time? Okay. <laughs> Not really. But, um, I mean, I would say if you want to launch a course, launch once and then see how it goes. Like, whether you want to do cohorts, uh, whether you want to do, or, like, pre-recorded. Because, well, there is nothing bad in doing, like, and it's really pretty cool when you do live. Uh, live le- live teaching as well. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the audience and the demand and on the topic that you want to teach. Because for me, <clears throat> teaching uh, website migrations or technical SEO live was not really yeah. mm, was not really a good idea. Because I want I didn't want to waste people's time. I wanted to be like, okay, that's that's what I prepared. That's exactly uh, what you're going to learn. These are practical things i'll sh- i'll go and show to you like in my browser not just like you know it's not just slides where yeah, yeah. I just like read from slides i don't want to do that um but at the same time if i to do it live and with technical seo it's pretty hard and i didn't yeah. want people like to waste their time i wanted them to have bite-sized information that i can use that they can use right away while <clears throat> for example if I pull the trigger and I decide to finally create kind of like a boot camp for people who launch who want to launch courses in that respect, starting uh, with this topic, I will definitely do it live because Mm -hmm. it's so much easier. I don't need to like debug anything in the code, right? I just need, I just have like a framework, my structure and I'm talking through it. I'm showing it. And then I answer questions for that kind of topic that's so much easier to teach live than for technical uh, SEO. Okay, and
0: how do you launch a course? <clears throat> which is, can you tell me more about this? How do you do it in the right way? Like you you said something about email sequence, what else is there?
1: <clears throat> well, um, course launches is all about marketing. Um, that's, I think that's important to understand so what what it means is that you really need to know your audience well you need to know exactly who you're helping because if you're like oh i can help so many people like everybody is like that (laughs) i know so much I can help so many people that is true i'm not saying that that is wrong but that is totally true and i believe that and we are all we don't have lack of ideas we just can't focus on something so when it comes to one like to creating a course it's really important to focus on something and uh less is more like you don't want to overwhelm people you want to give them exactly what they need to know exactly how they can achieve the result that they want so obviously if you advertise it you need to be able to help them achieve this result and without going in like different rabbit holes because that's too much people you you need to value people's time and uh the best thing that you can do is to pre-sell your course before you actually create it because you don't want to spend like hours and hours and hours and hours and then nobody buys right so you need to know know your audience you need to know the exact transformation the exact goal that you're helping people to achieve and obviously like it goes without saying, but I'll say it: you need to be, ex- you need to have expertise in it, because oh my god, I kid you not, I started seeing this ads on my Instagram, create a course with chat GPT. and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I no, don't too. do that. Like, what's your expertise then? Like, what value are you adding if you're just like doing this bullshit? Yeah, no, totally, don't totally, do that. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's insane. It's like, no. <laughs> and um yeah and pre-sell before you actually launch okay <clears throat> how many hours more or less are there of material in your courses um so i believe in tagasio pro there are 13 plus hours uh-huh. and in uh the website migration course i believe like eight hours eight hours split into how many videos um I don't remember how many videos, yeah. but it's not it's not about the number of videos. Yeah, it's totally, more totally. about <clears throat> the number it never matters, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also try to like if I see that the video is too long, I try to split it into part one, part two, part three, so that again it's bite size by size for people, so that they don't need to take two weeks off to
0: <laughs> go okay. through the
1: course and they can do it on their own in their own pace between mm-hmm. some things that they are doing for work or, uh, I don't know, some weekend.
0: Okay, and so can you share what platform do you use for course creation?
1: Um, so I use multiple things. Uh, for a recording, I use Loom. And then uh, there is some editing going on. I mean, I honestly prefer to do less auditing and be more... Um, authentic plus prepare well instead uh, of things (laughs) yes instead of cutting things like oh no (laughs) um yeah exactly don't want don't want to do that um and yeah so I use loom I use some other platform to host the videos and I use uh, core uh, platform called ThriveCard, and it has uh-huh. Learn Plus to for, to actually build the course. And what I love, so the platform, I mean, lots of things involved, but the platform where I'm hosting videos, and they're actually embedded in um, on the course uh, uh-huh. hosting platform. What I really love about it, and it was before all the AI things, but apparently uh, there is a box, search box um in the video and for example if what if you want to look oh canonical oh. or like something that um i was saying in the video but uh-huh. you don't remember where it was exactly it's like okay you can just type keyword and then search nice. and then it will show you every time i say this word i'm like oh my god this is so cool yeah that's why I, i'm very using this cool <laughs>
0: yeah yeah okay okay and so you have Quite a huge following on twitter on linkedin like how did you build it by just sharing tips because i noticed you share a lot of like tips simply on on linkedin yeah so
1: yeah yeah that's that's the way i mean i have never done anything like paid ads like Mm -hmm. follow me anything like that it's just um i starting again from believe from uh july or june 2019 so pretty like four years. Four years. Four years. I've been sharing lots of valuable information and tips on social media, on Twitter and LinkedIn. So that's basically how my following crew. Then I think my speaking helped. Plus on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, I have a course on LinkedIn Learning.
0: Uh huh.
1: So that helps too. People follow me after after it, and it has like thirty k um, students. I Uh when I check I'm like wow that's so cool that's a lot (laughs) but how
0: how does this course work like how did you end up doing it
1: I mean I was sharing something on LinkedIn um, Mm -hmm. and then they somehow noticed it and they reached out to me and say oh do you want to do a course for LinkedIn learning and I was like well well let's 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 try do that yeah and we did and it's now live there (laughs) nice nice very nice Okay, so courses
0: and there is also SEO extension. How did that kind of came to be?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I think I launched that SEO Pro extension in 2020, I believe, or first, I think 2020. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, Yeah, yeah, so um, I was using another extension, which was called... um, met in one click or something
0: like that yeah yeah i i know yeah yeah very certain extent and
1: i loved it it was pretty good but i was liking some functionality plus it didn't really look good in my opinion um it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, so i was like can i create something that i will actually love and i'll be using every day um, so my husband is a, a UX/UI designer. So I created a vision of what exactly needs to go into the into the extension. Basically, what it should what functionality there should be, what um, what it should look like, like everything, right? So the whole vision. And then he did all the all the design, and then I hired a developer. And I thought it will take. In my world, it's always it always works like that. I thought it would take maybe a month. It took three months. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, to, because <clears throat> because I was constantly testing and testing and testing because I didn't want to roll out something that was was not good enough. Uh, of course, there can be like bugs and sometimes uh, in general when you roll out some software, right? So- but my job was to make it <clears throat> really good so that uh, I don't need to, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's back, rolling rolling down. Like, no. So, um, yeah, so that's how it happened. And I remember people, like, so excited. They loved it. And I was so happy about that. I was I was actually quite nervous to launch it. And now every time I go to some conference or some other places – or sometimes when I would uh, speak to potential clients, they'll be like, "Oh, we are using your your extension." Oh, nice, <clears throat> very nice. Yeah, so that was cool. 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 I
0: I thought you were a person who coded that.
1: No, you know what? What <laughs> I'm doing, uh, I'm um, <clears throat> I try to do what I'm good at, and I delegate yeah. the rest. Yeah, that, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because totally. uh, I well now with ChatGPT you might probably create this, but I'm like honestly, who is going to be better, me, <laughs> yeah, or a developer? And while uh, the extension is being developed, I can do something else that is more valuable because there is like my pure expertise in it. Yeah,
0: totally, totally. So talking about your expertise, can you share some? things about (coughs) e-commerce SEO you have you don't share very often maybe some tidbits from your course something that can be very actionable and it's not that I would say obvious for many people and the same goes for migrations (laughs)
1: okay okay um with um with e-commerce SEO honestly well you said the same things that I don't share a lot but I think I haven't shared a lot of e-commerce in general for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that counts. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but honestly, <clears throat> what fasc- like what really surprises me is that uh, specific duplicate content things, like really uh, e-commerce specific duplicate content types that are already known, that like you can have a list of all of them. Like I... Um, in the Tech SEO Pro course, I talk about duplicate content and I specifically shared duplicate content types and uh, mm-hmm. examples for e-commerce. Like, for example, a product with a category uh, in the URL, but it belongs to multiple categories. Uh-huh. It has multiple URLs. Or yeah. category with like filters and everything applied. It might, it might not be like, oh my God, this is something I've never, ever, ever, ever heard. That might not be it. But that's something that still needs improvement because so many websites are still struggling with this. And uh, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, and a lot you, of, maybe begin... not a
0: lot, but some CMS systems do it uh, from yeah. what I remember by, by default. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it's also not not only about content management systems. It, it's more... Many times it's about people who are creating these categories who are creating these products or don't even think about the URL structures. Yeah. So they create it all and then they call an SEO or <laughs> then they think they, they, it's time to hire an SEO. So obviously not SEOs create this, but it's still something that I see a lot. And with migrations, I think um, there are many things, like obviously many things that go into migration. Uh, in, like, your, your realm mapping and everything, things that you, like, things I call tasks that you need to do. But when it comes to migrations, I think the most important thing, given you are good at what you do and given that you know exactly uh, what migration is and how to handle it, what's really important is communication. Because migration involves so many teams and collaboration is so important and also talking to stakeholders and giving them just the right amount of details so that they feel uh they know that everything is going well and then uh not overloading them and then sharing like bite-sized information with them and then with the developers you're sharing different kind of information so all the collaboration part is super important because mm-hmm. the thing is that if you, you can do the best job as an SEO, but if you're working in silo, well, then it's going to be really hard to make the migration work. Plus, um, you need to have like really critical and analytical skills to first even evaluate evaluate if migration is needed. Because... Yeah. There are valid, yeah, there are valid reasons for migrations and there are no valid reasons for migrations. So, well, you if you, for example, I had sometimes, I had clients coming to me, potential clients, like, oh, we want to migrate. I'm like, why do you want to migrate? And they would be like, oh, our um, competitors are on the same platform. Or some, like, oh, we just want to, we we think that it's going to be cool. And yeah. Well, you can find someone else, but I'm not going to help you <laughs> if if it's <laughs> just like for the sake of migrating. It doesn't yeah. actually, because they don't know what it involves and they don't understand how much time and effort and money. And like the every migration is a risk. So risks involved. Probably. So yeah, I don't want to help with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. You need to have a good reason to, to take that risk. Okay. Exactly. And tell me now, how do you spend how does Christina spend her spend her day? Like
1: how is it for you? Um for me it's usually well I, I have a whiteboard with like things that I need to do. Oh I have um in the morning I usually write down okay, things. So that you I need do this do in the pa-
0: paper style. You don't do it like yeah, electronically. You know
1: what? I, I switch, I switch sometimes, plus I have my task manager, uh, task manager software that I'm using. And I have like things that I need to do for a week, then, uh, tasks that I set out, for example, for my VA. And then here in paper, I write what I, what I'm focusing on today specifically. Uh, Uh, sometimes I also use, you know, like default notes, uh, from Mac uh, on like Mac computers or like Apple products, because sometimes I just remember that, something and i'm writing down and then i can pull things from there to the paper i really love honestly i really love you know crossing things out <laughs> <laughs> on the paper yeah. Yeah. yeah um so i do that and uh, i try to and just, like have good clarity of what i'm focusing on today because if there is no clarity there is yeah. like lots of jumping around and then um I think, why do I do that? Okay, uh, I think I I try to create social media content so that when I have my fresh head, um, I can schedule it, I can post it right away. Then I do something that is like needed, for example, for a course. Maybe I create a new process. Maybe I'm reviewing something. Um, then I think I'll check social media uh Maybe there are some ideas or some answers that uh, in my post so that I can create more content based on this. Sometimes I write emails or do changes on my websites. That's something that I usually do myself. Um, yeah, or something like that. And then and like how many hours per
0: day, more or less?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's uh, if i worked six hours, my brain is melting uh-huh it's just because i remember when i was working full time with companies and usually working days 8 hours honestly i never i i understand that like you work maybe 3 4 hours out of 8 because yeah. working solid 6 hours when you work for yourself is much more than working yeah totally totally. for someone yeah so i think i aim if i worked and i remember i used to track all the time so that i can see where i'm spending my time so i remember whenever i tracked like 20 22 hour 20 is good like 22 23 hours is a little bit more um a week That was a lot. I got done a lot, and I got really tired. But that's like solid, solid, solid Solid. work.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. Plus,
1: I do a lot of so
0: just one
1: one thing. Plus, I do a lot of things that um, when I again when when I was working full time, like many things are just. know like you're doing the same. So sometimes you can just zone out and you do the same things. Like keyword research was pretty chill, um this kind of stuff. But now what I do, 99% of the things require strategic thinking and planning and like seeing everything from like all aspects. And it's not something that I do like I do one thing, but it's not something that I would repeat all the time so that I can automate it in my head. So that's something that also reduces the hours that I can work.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And during the weekends, do you take weekends off?
1: Yes. For my first eight months, for my first eight months working for myself, I did not take any, like even one day off. Uh Uh-huh. It was.
0: I'm struggling with that as well. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was partly. It was partly because I just needed to like figure out something. Yeah. But partly because I was really excited, and especially as I said, I was doing my SEO challenge course simultaneously with like working with clients and learning business skills and all this kind of stuff. So I was. I was like, I loved it a lot. Like I felt good. It. It's not like I. I made myself do that. But then at some point after a couple of burnouts, I understand that I need to have like better boundaries. I'm still not the best at it. But yeah, for me taking weekends off, unless there is something like I took some time off the week, then I can work like, let's say on Sunday. It's pretty chill. Sometimes I feel good working on Sunday, doing like stuff not on social media, but something like internally, mm-hmm. like admin stuff probably. It's good to have this uh, crossed off with my uh, pen (laughs) on paper. But at the same time, I would not sacrifice my um, weekends for just like pure work, work, work.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, totally. Okay, so Christina, where can people find you and your courses? That's the question.
1: (laughs) Okay, so, um, you can find me on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. So, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Azarachik, C A K the end, or just type Christina Zarenko. The same on LinkedIn, Christina Zarenko. And when it comes to my courses, you can check out techseo.pro. Mm-hmm. By the way, I love this domain name. Yeah, um, it's nice. so- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the main course but you can also check out marketing and check out academy there there are more links to more courses um, okay yeah.
0: okay cool and any final tips for people just starting out in seo i think
1: when you start out in seo um if i were to do it again and that's what i did when I was starting and it really helped just learn as much as you can Uh before you can figure out, because when you can specialize only when you know everything else that, so that you know what you want to specialize in. Right. Uh But when you're just starting, learn everything like, Right, if you can't afford courses, that's okay. Go to LinkedIn, go to Twitter, read posts, sign up for um, newsletters, like for example, SEO4Mobile, Solus, Solus, like where you can uh, find information and links to different blog posts. If you're a woman, definitely join Women in Tech SEO. There are so many amazing women that are eager to help and you can ask questions there oh, without feeling that you're dumb because it's yeah. okay to ask questions, right? So um follow people uh read as much as you can practice and then whenever you're ready if you want to specialize in then look for more advanced information there and practice more in this field but in the beginning just learn everything that you can
0: yeah yeah that's great advice christina thank you so much thank you i was honored to have you here and yeah i hope you will want to join me in the future for some other episode.
1: Sure, thank you so much. And thanks everyone who watched till the end.
0: Yeah, thank you everyone. Bye-bye.